Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast 375. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without podcasts of step two. Shantae's in the building. I'm Rashani. I don't really matter. What we're really here for is Shantae. Yo! What's happening? I've been doing <laughs> podcasts the whole time that you've been away, but you've been away. And since you've been gone, some shit's gone down. What's going on with you? How are you? Uh, struggling right now because I pulled something in my back. Damn. But other, but in trying to, you know, trying to maintain, trying to stay safe, trying to stay kind of in a positive mood. Mm-hmm. Shit, is fuck, shit, is, shit is still fucked up. Uh, I had an uncle pass away from COVID. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. In, 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 uh, in November, earlier in November, and he had Parkinson's disease. You know, so it's one of those things where it was just like, prior to this, it's just like, you know what? He's okay. You know, it, you know, he's, he's not the same person that he was, you know, before the Parkinson's came, but he's being taken care of and he's in good spirits and he's, he's okay. And then COVID happened and it was just like, you start thinking about all these different people who have different types of conditions going on and, and he got sick. Mm -hmm. He got sick and my aunt got sick. She lived through it. She's as okay as one can be in this kind of a situation, but she lost her husband and it's, and it sucks. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, you're already scared for you and you're already scared for your own family, but then you start thinking, being scared for other people and upset for other people. And there's so many people who think this shit isn't real or, you know, you start thinking about the people who fucking voted for Donald Trump and he was always incompetent. And it was just a matter of time before something really, before something super duper fucked up would show up to show his incompetency. Cause he's clearly been incompetent. You know, the stuff that happened in, you know, Puerto Rico had their hurricane and he's been incompetent on that and just, just different things across the board. Just, but now this is like affecting the whole country and the whole world. And yeah. And so, yeah, my uncle died. And I'm sure a lot of other people have lost family members, you know, whether they were with Trump or not with Trump. And it sucks. It just, it fucking sucks. Is it? Gosh, somewhere in between our last episode and now and now I, I i grew like this filter in my mind that just all it its whole job is to say ah <laughs> do you think that when the trump supporters got covid and died they were shocked like do you think that they were just like wait he said this wasn't real <laughs> like trump lied to me oh my god no like i just picture them like if if these people are were dumb enough to not send in 
mail-in ballots because Trump said that they were not uh, legal when they've been legal for years. I just imagine that some of them are sitting at home like Trump said COVID's not real so we can go outside without a mask on and all this kind of stuff. And oh no. And even after Trump got it and came back from it because he got pumped up with medications in a military hospital and got medevaced over there. Folks are still like, yeah, Trump said the COVID's not a big issue. Like, y'all just gonna believe what y'all want to believe. And there's really nothing we can do about it at this point in time. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, the numbers, uh, when you look at them and the fact that they have now become normalized. I saw somebody posted up that um, 9-11 is now the third deadliest day in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, because COVID is number one and number two, and it's just like, damn. Yeah, I mean, it's we, it, you know, it's. I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, maybe it's 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 one of those situations where it's not enough people getting it, as far as like each individual is concerned. Like you know, like somebody's family gets it and it sucks and maybe they're experiencing like long haul symptoms or maybe they're not maybe they got it they lost their sense of taste and smell and it was it knocked them down but they're they're back and they're fine you know but you know but there it's not enough people experiencing it in the sense of like yeah we had some type of party and 50 people in our family got it and 20 of them are dead I, I, like I, I just I wonder if, if, if it's not enough of that happening that, that there are more people who are getting it and living through it and people think that that's not and, the, and, the, and that's how people are, are operating you know because there's people still you know like I've seen people on videos and stuff and like it was a it was a fucking wrestling match like a little kid's wrestling match and I was just like is this is this now is this now and sure enough there were people in the background who had masks on so it's like, okay, this is now. This is this isn't like an old ass video, but like the little kids, they wrestling, the parent, the referee, the different kids on the different mats. It's just like motherfuckers is is it's business as usual for mm-hmm. some people, for a lot of people. And I think that you know. there's businesses that are literally staying in business to take advantage of the people who want to pretend like it's business as usual. Um, like there's place there's facilities out here that that are still running basketball tournaments, and I know in Oklahoma there's facilities who are running basketball tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, in Utah because I get emails uh, from mm-hmm. people who live here, but have literally flown to other states because mm-hmm. they're not as stringent with their laws about mm-hmm. uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, fly your kids out to Utah for a tournament and blah, blah, blah. And then um, a local place had a tournament. And like three days later, the news reported that the tournament they had was a super spreader event. Mm-hmm. And they're in the facility talking about, yeah, we do uh, temperature checks and and, and we have people walk through this machine that, that sprays you down so you're clean when you go through the door. And it's like, no, man, some of these folks are asymptomatic. And on top of that, some of y'all kids is carriers. Like, I don't know how, 
I don't I don't know how else to say this to you, but that idea that kids can't get COVID, that should have passed away with lack. Sorry for a lack of a better term. Um, that should have gone away back in like September when we learned the kids were getting COVID and were passing away from COVID. But no, these kids are out on the court, no mask, no nothing, just, you know, in an enclosed space, breathing on each other, posting each other up and all that kind of stuff. And then you're like, but the parents all wore masks. Yeah, but the kids didn't. Mm -hmm. And you have your kids and you're like, yeah, our kids stay sheltered in place, you know, because they're learning from home and they don't, they don't, they don't have school anymore, which the debate out here you know who's trump supporters out here by who's still talking about my kids should be able to go to school so they can play sports but um mm-hmm. you got your kids out there who uh shelter shelter at home because they they they're doing homeschooling and and there's nothing for them to do and they don't go outside anyway but they can still be around their parents who are still forced. And that's the other thing. Parents are literally forced to go to work for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Landlords aren't letting up on anything. Yep. Bill collectors aren't letting up on anything. One of them just called me just a few moments ago. I ain't got it. You know, and, and they're sending, they literally are sending out uh, text messages now that can only be described as it's a trap <laughs> where it's like, we understand if COVID has affected your um, livelihood, please contact us so then we can restructure your finance. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm like that song said. I don't want to uh, check my bank account. I, I don't want to call y'all and let you know that this number is still a good number. I figure if I keep on just blocking the number, y'all gonna keep on thinking that I don't exist and y'all gonna stop calling. But it's scary out there and it's bad and it's not getting better. And and the vaccine is now available in Brit- in, in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, they already had one person, I know, take it. And they were talking about like a 90% success rate and 100% success rate in Black folks. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But then you go outside. I went to get some uh, meat for a client. And the, 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 the uh, butcher that I went to, they have a security guard, mm-hmm. black dude. And as soon as I stepped out of my car, he runs over to me. Like he's supposed to be guarding the door. He comes over to my car and tells me, yo, brother, they, they making this vaccine. They're going to put it in the flu shot. Like, wait, what? Yeah, you ain't even gonna know it. They testing people. They gonna put the vaccine in the flu shot. And then when you get the flu shot, if you don't get sick from COVID, it's because they put the vaccine in the flu shot and that way you ain't got a choice. I was like, where did you read that at? Everybody's talking about it. Like, doggone it. Social media is about to run this out for another five years. People gonna be scared to go get flu shots because of social media and motherfuckers who... uh, convince people that vaccines causes autism and yeah Janie McCarthy she backed off that but yeah but yeah and it, and, and she went with like a doctor a doctor whose information got like debunked and then the dude lost his license like you know but that's that's because you know ne- that kind of negative information that kind of misinformation it's easy to get it out and it's hard to put it back mm-hmm. exactly and then and then today uh Pete Rock 
you know, song? Pete Rock and CL Smooth. <laughs> Pete motherfucking Pete Rock. Oh motherfucking my God. Pete Rock. <laughs> Gonna say, you know, oh, why are you giving vaccines to people that aren't sick? And it's like, nigga, have you are you living? Like, I don't know if Pete Rock has children or not, because that's that's you know, whatever. But it's just like, like, think this through. Like, just just think this through. There's, you know, like even if you just think about you, think about every time you've gotten the shot and ask yourself if you were sick when you got that shit. You know, if you have children, ask yourself if these children were sick when they got, you know, whatever vaccine, whatever MMR, whatever, you know, just ask yourself if that's what happened, if that's how they work. And it's not, but that's, but that's, that's, that's our education system not working as well as it probably could work or people really thinking that people are smarter than what they are mm-hmm. and forgetting that even though they should be smarter than what they are there's information a lot louder that's making them stupid you know <laughs> that's making them you know you assume well, everybody knows how vaccines work. You know, you just assume that shit and you don't say anything back to the people who are running around saying like, oh, they're putting microchips in the vaccines, you know, and shit like that, you know, where it's just like, yo, that's, that shit don't make any sense, bro. Like that, it wouldn't work. Like it sounds amazing, you know, as like if it was in a movie, like we could make that shit up, but like in real life, it don't work. It doesn't make any sense. It would not, you know, this little microchip thing is not going to function in like this liquid. It's just not going to do it. They're not, and it's not going to be in the vein and somehow live throughout your, like eventually that, I mean, you would think that eventually that shit would come, would shoot out your body anyway. Even if you could stick something in there, it's not going to stay forever. Just, I don't know. I don't know. People, it's silly. And I know it's because there's not enough smart people in a lot of people's lives to tell them like, yo, this is dumb. This is dumb. And we and 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 then we also, you know, we get mad at people who are smart. You know, we take it personally when they correct us, when they tell us something isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, we get we get upset at it. Like I was watching. <laughs> Like, you know, we got HBO Max. Friends is on HBO Max. My husband loves some fucking friends. And so he does. He just, he does. Like this is, you know, that's one of his shows. He loves that shit. He's, you know, he's one of those people where something happens and he's watched enough Friends episodes that he can be like, oh, that's like that Friends episode with Booty Bam, whatever. Like he loves that shit. And so, and so Ross, Ross is a paleontologist. You know, regardless Ross of how is, I feel. Um, Richard, wait, no, David. David, yeah, David Schwimmer. Okay, cool, go. Yeah, <laughs> Ross is David Schwimmer. He's a paleontologist. So essentially, you know, he's a scientist, you know, smart dude, at least as far as his academic shit is concerned. You know, the character, fuck that dude. But just, just Ross as a character, as far as like his science and stuff, you can assume that he's smart, you know, in, in, in at least some aspects. And constantly when he's trying to explain something to people, if he's not being a dickhead about it, but just trying to just say, oh no, it's this. The other um, five characters 
act like he's basically working on their nerves. And it's shit like that, where like you hear somebody who's smart, who can't even tell somebody else, hey, this is wrong, or it's like this, or this is true. They just basically fuck with him because he's smart in some instances. And it's shit like that, where like there's people who are smart, who, you know, you get on social media, somebody posts something, and you're sitting here wondering, like, you know, the shit's not true. And you're wondering, am I going to say something? Am I going to say something? Am I going to find the article that says this isn't true? Am I going to find the Snopes article that says this isn't true? Or am I just going to let this person just be dumb? Because you risk ridicule. You risk looking like a dickhead, even mm. though that may not be your intention. But that's what happens with people who know things. And when they interact with people who don't know things, who possibly aren't receptive to the information, they get ugly, they get indignant. And that's the environment that we're in now. Yep. When he reminisces on this tweet like 10 years from now, <laughs> he's going to be real embarrassed with himself. He's going like, to be saying, he's going to be like, my God, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Pete, you going to tweet like that again? There'll never be another. <laughs> oh, <sighs> like a goof like that was so i saw that this morning and it was just like come on come on because the other part of it is like i totally get people being suspicious of the medical community you can point to various situations where black people have received um less than stellar care all the statistics about black women and um being pregnant and having babies like all this just all this stuff it's like i get it and at the same time it's like yo i if i get it but i need you to be giving out like i need you to be standing on some real shit not this other shit that can easily be kicked out from under you Cause it's not true. Like I, I, like I get it. I get being suspicious. I get worrying, but it's, you gotta be standing on some real shit. And like mm. microchips in the vaccine is not real shit. Them tracking you is not real shit. It's not, it just isn't. <sighs> Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. There's a part where um, he's like, I, I'm suspicious of everything. That's why I've lived so long. Mm. Okay, that's cool. A lot of conspiracy theorists out there. It's a cool thing. You can watch it on YouTube. Now, I, I, I sometimes sit back and think about how much the internet has just sped things along. Not only knowledge, but also conspiracy theories. Because when you didn't mm -hmm. know about all these conspiracy theories, you didn't know about all these conspiracy theories. But now mm -hmm. everything is plausible. You know what? It could be. They could mm -hmm. be forcing the vaccine into that milkshake I'm about to drink from five guys. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no. Like, why did I... Wait, what? Like... First of all, when this vaccine gets out into the world, you're going to take it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you think you're going to have a choice in this. 
But when the vaccine becomes available, if you have a doctor and if you go see that doctor regularly, when said vaccine is available and you go see that doctor because your knee is flared up, your arthritis is flared up, they are going to bring you in and they are going to say, Claudia, your knee is okay. Take these anti-inflammatories and you'll be fine in about a week. I'm going to have the nurse come in here and give you this vaccine <laughs> for COVID. <laughs> and at that point in time, you can say no if you want to, but I guarantee your doctor's going to be like, well, I don't fuck with you anymore. You're a health risk. All my other people are getting COVID vaccines done. Um, and you can't come in and respread this shit. I mean, yeah, that could happen. I could, I mean, I could see that. Besides, you know, people, motherfuckers, just being like, nah. Folks so, are gonna yeah. be like, nah, and and and, and I, I mourn for them because all they're gonna do, like, honestly, oh my god. Okay, so COVID vaccine comes out vast majority of the world gets COVID vaccine because they want the world to go back to fucking the way it was before with racism and all that shit being the overlying news stories that never get discussed instead of just COVID. The folks who don't get the COVID vaccine keep spreading the COVID back and forth between them until the COVID gets strong enough to actually become super COVID and fucking murders them. That's how I view it in my head. It might not work out that way, but I feel like the people who didn't get the polio vaccine got polio. I kind of feel like back then there were people who were like, I don't think that vaccine should be, oh shit, I got polio. And then they passed on. So I'm going to get this vaccine. Y'all, like, I'm trying to remember with SARS, didn't they come up with a vaccine? Yes. Eventually, yes, there was a, a, a SARS vaccine. I don't, think it spread, I don't think it spread here like it spread in other places. Yeah. Because I don't, re I don't recall getting a, a, a SARS, a SARS vaccine. shot. Yeah, you know, so I think it, I think it was a bigger deal in, in other countries. But I mean, if we got the SARS vaccine... Would they have said this for SARS or would they have used the real medical term? Like, and I don't look at my, I look when with my babies, I got their shot records. I can look at when they got, the, you know, the, uh, the, the HMR and the rubella yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. They don't give me shit. I got to go online and look, I and mean, I'm lazy when it comes to following up with looking at what they said about my doctor's visits, if it's not about a test or something. So they might have, I don't know, but um, yeah, nah, folks are really just standing on the belief that COVID's not going to affect them, but at the same time, they're not going to do shit to, make sure it doesn't affect anybody else. And that's the part that's got me like, yo, you can't be, I mean, you can be obviously selfish about this. 
And this isn't like calling y'all out for not voting or something like that. This is literally taking lives. I just don't understand what the downside is of it. Like, yeah, I don't want to be the first person to get it. I'm not going to front. Like, if it turns the first group into fucking zombies or something, like, yo, I, I want to get a chance to run from the zombies, not immediately be one of the <laughs> zombies. Like, yo, how you become a zombie? Oh, nigga, I got bit at the GameStop while I was picking up um, a new video game. How you get this? How, how you become a zombie? Hey, they caught me up at In-N-Out Burger. I didn't even know. How you become a zombie? I took that COVID shot. I went home and I was feeling a little bit irritable in my arm and I thought it was nothing. So I took some Tylenol. And then when I woke up, I just rolled over and bit my wife. (laughs) And it just kind of progressed from there. Who knew? But no, I I do want to get this done because I want to get this done. I want to get it over with. I want to get it out the way. I want to no longer live in a pandemic crisis time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what's so wild is that it's like, fine, you don't think this shit is what it is and whatever. And I don't understand. I mean, like you said, I don't understand the people who aren't thinking about other people. It's just like, sure, you can tell me you don't want to wear your mask and you don't care and you don't think this is a big deal. But you know, do you, does does somebody, does your grandma have to die from this shit for -hmm. you to care? You know what I'm saying? Like, does some, does some little kid have to die from this shit for you to care? It's like, or, or, you know, the people who are just like, well, it's just old people. And it's just like, bitch, do you want, I mean, like, do they not matter? Like, that's what, I mean, I think it's just, I think people are just looking for any type of, any type of reason to keep doing what they've been doing without being held accountable and that's and I think that's really what it is it's just like oh well you know I should be able to do what I want to do because it's my rights and you know it's not up to somebody else to tell me what to do and it's just like they're completely ignoring how their decisions affect other people it's like if you get in a car and you get on the highway and you drive 100 miles an hour on a highway that's 75 where everybody else is driving 75 you your decision has now put these other people in danger like let's be for real but it's like people act like that shit is not like that shit is just completely untrue like somehow you can exist and it doesn't do anything to anybody unless you're actively doing something like with intention you know, but it's like, well, I'm not trying to get anybody sick by not wearing a mask, but you are, motherfucker. Like, you are. You are. You know, you're still having, you know, going over people's houses and, and doing things, and you don't know who's sick and who's not sick, and it's just, just wilding. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get to the reason why we came back, because, you know, we weren't going to come back until Trump was fully out of office. That was going to be the rule. Like, Oh, and there's been some <laughs> bullshit with that, too. But we weren't. We were going to stay away while he was there because ain't shit good about what he. Uh, anyhow, just saw this on Twitter. Bill Cosby. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> Bill Cosby uh, stated on this <clears throat> on this 10th day of December 2020. I can't do a Bill Cosby voice because fuck that nigga. I will pay homage, homage to those who have supported me and my family simply by saying thank you. So the first person Bill Cosby wants to recognize on Thank You Thursday is rapper Bootsy Official. Thank you for your support and I'm praying for you to have. That's the whole thing. He's praying for him to have. A speedy recovery and for his mobility to be restored. Again, thank you very much. I thought Bill Cosby didn't like rappers. He don't. How the, don't. how the fuck did these two link up? Like, what the fuck? Like, wait, what? And also, fuck Bill Cosby. And also, wait, what? Rappers are too vulgar, right? We got the pants sagging and the jibbity jump and the hoopty dooped. I, I can't do a Bill Cosby. It's been so long since we talked about this nigga. I forgot how his voice sounds. Yeah, he, maybe he's 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 turned a new leaf with rappers, but no, he just you know that's that's how people are. People will talk shit about all kinds of different people and then get put in a lurch. And the same people that they were talking shit about, if those people start showing support to them, they'll act like, "Oh man, we're best friends. Oh man, I love that person. Oh man, they're great." Because you know, motherfuckers, you know, latch on to support. So whatever, you know, Bill and Boosie can you know. I don't know. Make a let's do it to do it again sequel or something. I don't care. Just I'm over here. So that was quick. Um, Red Table Talk. Man. Man. Red Table. Man. Okay. So one, I one, I did not sit and watch Red Table Talk. I did not sit and watch this whole thing or really much of any of it with. Jada Pinkett talking to Olivia Jade, who is the daughter of Lori Laughlin and her husband, whose name I don't know, who were doing the whole USC uh, admission scandal thing that Lori Laughlin and her husband, they got, you know, sent to, to prison for it for a few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Jada, I don't, I don't, oh man. Jada, Jada should not have let this little white girl come on her show and and say her little piece about what happened, whether she knew what she knew or didn't know what she knew or whatever. Because it feels what I said on on Twitter is that it felt like it was gaslighting. Because you're basically like this is Jada, this is Red Table Talk. This is something that is typically geared towards a black audience. You know, it's not really white people clocking Red Table Talk. It's Black people watching this show, Black women watching this show and letting this white girl come on here and be cared for is setting up your audience to have to grapple with whether or not they're going to perceive themselves as dickheads for basically being like, fuck that little white girl or insists that they're good because they're gonna show compassion to this girl who they might think really didn't know what was going on and kind of got caught up in her parents' situation. And, you know, her parents just were trying to do what's best for her and everything. And it's just, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. 
it's not okay. Like Jada was talking about, you know, yeah, you know, we're going to catch flack for this. And, you know, I, but this was me trying to show compassion to someone because I've been on the, the losing end of people. Basically what I'm assuming is people basically not fucking with her because she's black, like white people not fucking with her because she's black. So she, as a black woman did not want to not fuck with this white girl because she's white. And my whole thing and a lot of other people on Twitter said similar things is that what we do as far as like we're white people like not really fucking with them in whatever like not extending compassion is not the same as them discriminating against us as them being racist against us it doesn't hit the same you know so telling that little girl no you're not going to be able to use our platform as your stepping stone of being uh, absolved of what you've done is not you rejecting her because she's white. That's a boundary. That's mm -hmm. a real thing. And it's okay to create boundaries with people. And it felt like Jada insisting that somehow this that the inverse of whatever she's experienced is supposed to be true. Just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. It just, it just doesn't. This, you know, it's like what, and, and her mother, you know, who I felt like was the, the smarter <laughs> of the three, basically being like, this little white girl is going to be okay. Like she doesn't need us to, to do this thing. And, you know, and you could tell that she felt some kind of way about it. And I would have felt some kind of way about it too. That somehow, you know, like Jada was saying how what that girl has experienced uh, as far as like her parents are concerned, like her the girl experiencing uh, experiencing the pushback or whatever, the response from people based on what her parents have done reminded Jada of what uh, Willow and, and Trey and the other kids have experienced based on what she and Will have done you know, as being parents. And, and the, the grandmother was just like, I know that's not the same thing. And I don't think it is. It's not the same. I think Will and Jada raising their children to be themselves, regardless of what other people think, letting Willow cut her hair when she felt like it, letting Jaden do what he wants to do, dress how he wants to dress, is not the same as parents actively cheating so their children can go to a, a university mm -hmm. that they don't even that they might not even want to fucking go to because that's yep. the other thing because <laughs> i know we clearly about... at the beginning when when this whole thing first started she was like i didn't even want to go to usc I, I already had my instagram business yeah like this little girl was all all because we talked about this before little girl already had like a following on the internet on youtube and everything she was already making it happen for herself but her parents insisted that this other thing was going on so it's it's not the same like we got to be careful overly relating to white people who do bad stuff or just celebrities or just whatever like just no it's just like it's not the same like we should be like we could take a page from Will and Jada as far as how they raise their children to be like full people and to be okay with kind of making decisions about their personhood, who they are, what they want to do and everything. And that's dope. Excuse me. This over here with Lori Laughlin and her husband and Olivia 
no, that's not okay. I don't understand relating to that. And and I don't understand like, oh, I had to, you know, I wanted to extend compassion. Like you could have extended, you could, like the moment they called you on the phone, Jada could have been like, oh, well, let me talk to the little girl. Hey, babe, I know this is really rough with you and your parents and whoopie bam, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're rooting for you. You ever need something, you can call me, even though you don't know me. That's how you extend compassion. You don't subject your audience to that. Because now your audience has to grapple with feeling some kind of way. And I could understand feeling some kind of way because you might think, well, this is just a little 18, 19 year old girl. I might be in a situation where my parents would tell me what to do and I'd do that shit. But this is oh, this is this was a rich white girl. Leave that let that girl take her L. She'll be fine, just like the grandmother said. She'll be fine. She didn't need red table talk. And now red table and now Jada is further dragging down her platform. Like she already dragged it down, letting T.I. and Snoop come on to to say their little pieces when they fucked up. Mm-hmm. And now she's letting this 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 little girl come on here and, and say her piece after you know she's in a fucked up situation and po- and possibly knowingly participated in it. And it's just stupid. It's just how does that serve your audience? I just don't think it does. I don't think it serves your audience to insist that somehow you gotta be compassionate to these people. Like for what? how much of it do you think is serving their audience and how much do you think is is serving herself? Like, I feel like for podcasters at the very least, they feel like they've made a come up or a scoop by getting certain people on their show. Sure. Or that they've hit this next step by having this certain person on their show. And I don't know what kind of come up she would think Olivia Jade would be but nobody else is talking to her as far as I know. So maybe, I don't know. I I really don't know. But what if this, like, she feels like, okay, if I can get this person on the show and forgive them publicly, that means that I've made it as a good person. I don't care what anybody else says. Like, this is me showing that I'm an empath and and all this other kind of stuff. Like, I, I haven't watched an episode uh, I've heard about a lot of them because they're on Facebook, as far as I know. Um, so you see them in passing, you see people discussing them. And I know, well, no, I take that back. Honestly, I did watch the one where she told Will about her in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like ever since that one, uh, maybe she's been trying to do talks that are more her showing an empathetic side because she didn't show empathy towards Will mm-hmm. in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how having Olivia Jade on would be of interest to any of her audience. Like if she knows her audience, I don't know how that would work. I don't see it. So it had to have been something for herself or, or, or for Willow, maybe her and Willow are friends or something like that. I don't know, but I know that a lot of podcasters will do that that victory lap when they get somebody they think is a big name on their show um, or that empathy lap after they get told about themselves 
so this wouldn't be anything different in my eyes. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense in in some in one way or another. Getting her on the show because it makes her feel good about herself. Like, look at me. Here's these people demonizing this girl, but look, I'm being compassionate. I'm being caring. You know, like an, an ego thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's or or it could be a whether conscious or unconscious, a kind of power move thing where like, here's this girl, you know, you tell yourself, okay, my audience, my guests are typically this, you know, black people. But here I am wanting to branch out into other types of situations. So maybe my show can, instead of it just being about black people, black celebrities, black situations, whatever, if somebody does something, they can see that Red Table Talk is just as viable to come on as any other show by having this by having this little girl on here. You know, somebody else makes a mistake or whatever, and they can Red Table Talk can reach out and be like, hey, why don't you come on on our show? You don't have to go on this place or that place or this place or that place. You can and, come and talk to us. Because we've looked to talk enough, to Olivia Jade. Well, even with Olivia Jade, I think that maybe she maybe she reached out to them because well, again I think they did. I think they did. No, I think she reached out to Red Table Talk. No, that's what I mean. I think they reached out to Red Table Talk, not not Jada reaching out to to them. I think they reached out to Red Table Talk. Yeah, because the optics on that for Olivia, who's already an Instagram influencer and knows where her metrics are as far as her what her fans or followers or whatever do, like maybe her being seen on Red Table Talk was doing more for her than it was for the show itself. And maybe in return, she's going to talk about Red Table Talk when she does her Instagram ads or whatever she might do. Uh, and so it's maybe a little bit mutually beneficial, but ultimately empty. And I feel like it'll be an empty conversation as an outsider looking in. Be- yeah. Because the fucker Jada and Willow and what's Jada's mom's name? Miss Pinkett? No, she's got a different name. Jada's mom. What what are they going to say to to Olivia? Like, what was that conversation like? Like, where was the connection? Where was the thing that brought this to a, we have to discuss this now? Like with T.I., I know she dropped the ball by not running him ragged about the shit he said about his daughter. But there mm-hmm. was a connection that could be had amongst men and their belief autonomy over their daughter's bodies. With this, there's no connection whatsoever. You're a white girl whose parents literally cheated for you to get into school. We ain't do that. Nobody we know did that. Why are you here? That's the question I have. And that's the reason why I would want to even see it, just to see what kind of tenuous string they tried to bring up for a reason why she's on there. Like, what kind of a very special episode was this? <laughs> like, what, what exactly was the impetus 
for this to even happen. We've had people on the show who I got to be completely honest with you. When they got on the show, there was absolutely nothing there. There was no connection. And it was just like, this is a bad idea getting this person on this show at this time. Hmm. But you know from the gate that there's a risk that that might happen because y'all don't have anything in common. Y'all don't have any interest or anything like that. I don't know how that the I, I'm just trying to see the six degrees of Kevin Bacon between Olivia Jade and the red carpet or the red uh, red table red table talk show. I said yeah. red carpet. I am so ashamed of myself. I've been watching too much of uh, the Selena miniseries on Netflix. Mm. That's what that is. Learned a lot on that show about Selena's family, like not about Selena. Selena was, well, yeah, I guess Selena too. Her family wrote it, I think. But still, it's just like interesting. They lived in their van for a really long time. And in their bus. Which was just interesting. I like the word interesting. I'm just going to try and use it like three more times. (laughs) Why? Because I find that to be interesting. No other reason. So earlier in the uh, episode, you were talking about just growing pains, like shit that just happens to you when you get old and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like people would tell me, people would talk about just their aches and pains when we were kids. They talk about it as adults just sitting around the table. You'd be listening to grown folks business and they'd be like, I woke up this morning and it was raining and I couldn't move my knee and I had to soak it. <laughs> looking at each other like you look at your cousins like where the fuck they do that at nigga I woke up this morning <laughs> and it was cold in my room and my leg was just frozen stiff and I screamed and I couldn't move <laughs> and just I'm 40 now and, and just being older it's not even I'm not even old it's just, I think that like at the age of 38, your body is like, okay, let's start uh, shutting down the kitchen. <laughs> Closing funny? time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one of y'all got the kneecaps? All right. Uh, you got the stomach? Okay, let that go. Just, just, just. Let the water out. Just flood it. Okay. All right. Which one of y'all got the bladder? Okay. I know it's midnight, but you know what? Just. Just, just let a little tinkle out for no reason. And we're going to just let an outpouring go right when they get into that good rim sluice that they got to get up and run for the bathroom. Okay, which one of y'all um, had height? Okay, let's, 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 that's going too fast. Let's slow that down and let's go on reverse. Because, golly, the stuff that happens to you when you get to about this age, and I see people, I see like 70-year-olds who are, uh, bodybuilders and, and lifting weights and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's dope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I am going to be one of those guys who no matter what I try to do, the weight is just like, we ain't going nowhere. Um, it's actually to the point where I was looking at getting, I'm, I was looking at talking with a surgeon, a bariatric surgeon, uh, because I've actually moved to surprisingly enough for me. Uh, no sugar, uh, 
pretty much vegetarian diet. Mm. Um, And it ain't doing shit. (laughs) I I ain't changing. Like, weight keeps going up off eating carrots. Like, where that happened? Where they do that at? Where your body like, yo, these carrots are banging. We need to do that. And then as soon as I go out and walk, my knees are like, what you do that for? Shut it down. Shut it down. You're in bed for three days. So, I don't know. I, I see folks who are like in perfect health at the age of 40 and 45 and 50. And I just, I get jealous now. Like, golly, y'all good body motherfuckers. I wish I had the good health when I was older and just like, I had good health when I was between the ages of zero and 21. Mm -hmm. I didn't need that shit then. Give me the bad knees when I'm like 18 and then just make me the pinnacle of health at the age of 50. I will gladly take those two things. But yeah, it's weird. Sitting in a wooden chair hurts now. Like I need padding. I don't I don't have enough meat on my bones. I'm fat everywhere but in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit down and all the weight just goes right to my ass cheeks. And it's just like, why are we sitting on a chair with no padding, Derek? <laughs> you know how this makes me feel, Derek. We talked about this. You know what? Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. So what else been going on with you? Uh, man, I have a Korean friend who I talk to like every few days, like actually on the phone. Oh, in town or, or, or like a pen pal sort of thing? Uh, like, like, you know, like you, I met this person on one of the, the language exchange apps. Uh-huh. And so, you know, he's trying to learn English, you know, get better at it and everything. And obviously I'm trying to learn Korean. And so he's, he's helping me. Like we talk to each other and everything and, and kind oh. of bullshit and everything. So that's, it, it's really, his name is Kimmy. It's uh, just, uh, you know, he's married. He's got, you know, a wife, no kids. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. Cause it's somebody who I can, uh, like the other day, uh, we practiced uh, ordering food. Okay. You know, so like he taught me how to say, uh, what is it? Uh, like when you order food uh, in Korea, one of the first things you might say is uh, yo-yo. Like, I'm ready to order. Like, excuse me, I'm ready to order. And so he taught me how to say that and taught me how to, like, you know, you order the food. Like, you might say, like, uh, like let's say it's two people. And so you want to order two pe- two servings of bulgogi. So you say bulgogi duenbon chuseo. You know, stuff like that. Like, two servings of the bulgogi, you know, please. So yeah, it was just it's cool to have somebody to to practice with and everything. So like maybe at some point when I have the money and the ability to go to Korea, you know, I'll be ready because I've already, you know, been practicing with somebody and it won't be, you know, as scary. Mhm. So yeah. Um do you find it easier with him? Or are you still doing Duolingo as well? Yeah, I'm still doing Duolingo and, uh, you know, still working in my books and, and mm-hmm. other stuff. What what sometimes what's hard is he speaks sometimes at regular fucking speed. 
and I don't always catch everything at regular speed you know so it's like oh man I don't know what that you know he says something and it's just like I don't know what that is you know and so you know so it's it's that trying to you know I have to listen harder and everything so some parts are so, and sometimes talking on the phone is difficult because I think I'm a more visual person mm-hmm. as far as like learning. So I need to see it. So I understand, okay, it's like, okay, this is what the word is. This is what it looks like. I can kind of connect the the word, connect the sounds to the spelling of the word to try to remember it. Because like, if you just say it to me, I'm trying to think in my mind, I mean, I'm trying to think like, okay, well, how does this even look for me to repeat it back? And so that's what's difficult sometimes is he says something to me and I might not be familiar with it, and but I need to see it first to feel more familiar with it, to repeat it back. I feel like the things that I can repeat back are things that I've seen already versus just, you know, you say something to me and I'm just like, I don't know what that is. I can't even figure out how to spell that. So. I think that's but excellent. That's what's, yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, I'm feeling good. I mean, I feel good about it. I know last year did like a whole, uh, like, you know, 2020 goals and everything. And one of those things was to like, you know, find somebody to interact with on a regular basis. And so hopefully me and, and Kimmy can keep practicing and, you know, or maybe somebody else comes into the mix or whatever. But, you know, I feel good about that, that I have somebody who I can just be like, hey, well, what does this mean? Or you know, send a sentence to them and, you know, he can be like, oh, well, it kind of sounds like this or this sounds more natural or whatever. So, yeah. I can't wait until you go to Korea and y'all meet (laughs) and it turns out that he's a 56-year-old black man named Rufus. Yo, that would be crazy. He is an older dude, though. He is older. So I I just... what was it? Why Why am I thinking about catfish now? That was something else. Somebody I know got catfished recently. Um, oh, like for real? Like for, for real, for real, you know? For I know real, for real. Because somebody on the timeline uh, posted, oh, it was so awful too. They said that <laughs> they said they sent this dude some money and the only way they were interacting with each other, I guess they, were, they would video chat, but he would never take the meme emoji off his face. You know, so imagine falling in love with like somebody's fucking Apple avatar. Like that's <laughs> like he never like she posted a screenshot of, you know, of them, you know, FaceTiming and there's her little, you know, rectangle with her face in it. And it's a fucking meme emoji for dude. It was just like, big wait. as hell, like with locks and everything, little beard. Like she that was her man. She ne- she did not see this dude's face because he never took the meme emoji off. Okay. Sort of like that. Not with the meme emoji, I don't think. I don't think that they ever actually... But I have questions. <laughs> um, I, back in the day, you know, in, in the late 1900s... <laughs> um, Wow, but yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's when you know you old. Like, can you imagine? It's gonna be like 20, 30 years from now. Like, grandkids are gonna be talking about the late nineteen hundreds, and it's just gonna be like, nigga, 
Too Short was a lot. Shut up. Like, just like, just wait until that shows up in history books. In the late nine, <laughs> 1900s, there was a rise in this. Um, like, shut your ass up. But anyway, go ahead, but you go know ahead. what? Actually, history books would also become are going to become very, very stupid when they start talking about the late 1900s. In the late 1900s, there arose a thing called pogs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had a, a a point in time when we didn't have, you know, FaceTime or anything like that, where you could fall in love with a girl's voice because you're. 17 and everything makes you horny oh yeah but now <laughs> yeah Nigga, i'm not talking to you if you don't take that fucking thing off your face <laughs> like what the fuck no 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 we gotta there's too many ways for me to see you for me to not be able to see you and th- this ain't uh soldier boy uh and we ain't kissing through the phone like fuck you <laughs> Fuck you. Take that thing off or else I'm going to find you and I'm going to embarrass you. Um, but yeah, no. One of the little homies on my uh, basketball team, he's young. Oh, okay. You know, he's young. He thought that he was talking to a girl uh, and so he was posting up about it and he was so proud of himself and he sent it out to all the kids on the basketball team and all that kind of stuff about his girlfriend. And so we were asking him about it when he came back to practice and he was like, oh, no, nah, we broke up. <sighs> Turns out it was one of his friends. Oh, yeah. So one of his friends had started texting <laughs> and it was just fucking with his emotions and so he was bummed out he's 12 that's so mean kids are so mean it's a horrible it's it's horrible but at the same time like (laughs) because i remember what that was like and and he came back and the first time he told everybody it was in the group and he was so proud and he was so happy and he was like player player and he was making all these like little instagram posts with hearts and all that kind of stuff. And then the hearts and stuff just stopped. So I asked him about it. Like, yo, what happened to your girlfriend? Oh, see, that's so fucked up though. I'm laughing. I'm laughing as the coach slash father figure who sat there through this and and just, oh my God. Oh man. Nobody, for, for to my kids' credit, nobody clowned them about it. So I feel like they all went through it at some point in time, too. But you got to keep in mind, this is a video game era of kids that, were able, that are able to do shit that we've never been able to do. Mm-hmm. And they have friends that they probably play with only online. So I'm quite sure that some of them probably have online girlfriends or online boyfriends mm-hmm. that they meet up with every day and they play video games with or whatever. And they're just, that's their main so that I'm thinking that's why they didn't make fun of each other because they probably all got like something going yeah. on at the age of 12, 13, 14. Yeah. They get, you know, I mean, that's the Fortnite that boxy. <laughs> yeah. That's good that they didn't. That's good that they didn't make fun of them. And maybe, maybe it is because they can relate because, you know, shit happens. It's still, it's still really sad. It's still, it's, it's still sad because, you know, I mean, it's just as likely that a little boy would basically be like, they too cool to acknowledge that they're even feeling any romantic feelings for somebody else. 
mm-hmm. you know, because we tell little boys not to really care about that shit, you know. So here he is, you know, out. I mean, like posting it publicly, telling people, "Look, I got a girlfriend," you know, and everything, and happy about the shit, only to have it get kind of snatched away from him. Hold off my mate. It, <laughs> and and then the thing, and then also the thing with the woman. Like it's it's fucked up that she got basically she fell in love with like a memoji, but at the same time it's like we put so much emphasis on romantic relationships when you're an adult. It's like, well, why mm. wouldn't she? You know, she's it, it makes more sense for her to latch on to something than to out and out reject it because we put we we basically act like you're a less of an adult because you don't have a romantic partner in some kind of way. Like you ain't you don't have a husband or a wife or something. Well, particularly for women, like if you don't have like a husband, people act like, you know, somehow you're doing something wrong. Like you can't like a turn, you can't keep a man or something. Then you get a husband, but maybe you don't want children or you can't have children. And then it turns into like, well, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And it's just like, well, how come you don't want kids? Or what's wrong with you? Or, you know, it's just it's just it's, it, it it's fucked up and it's funny, but then at the same time it makes sense that these kind of situations end up the way that they end up because you know we act like relationships are the pinnacle of, of mm-hmm. everything. Very true, very true. And you see, especially as a as a kid, you may see um, your parents' relationship and you're like, I need to have something like that. Or you see your parents' relationship and you're like, I don't want to be in that situation. I know a guy who's actually a, a, a good friend of the show um, who came on once. I don't know if he, if we talked about this on the show or if we talked about it afterwards, but I know that uh, he was talking about how he felt like he had to be married. Mm. Uh, by a certain age Mm -hmm. like he had to have somebody uh, by a certain age because he saw um, I think it was he saw something in his childhood that just pointed him in that direction of I have to in order to secure myself in order to be somebody in order to be safe I have to do this and Mm so you wonder about what is the impetus for somebody folks to be in such pursuit of this in such mm-hmm. pursuit of love and such pursuit of, for me, in such pursuit of support. Um, and then these folks who just don't, and, 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 and I sometimes think about what kind of a setting they were in for them to not have that same need or not have that same look. And it could be something as small as an only child. Okay, an only child doesn't need friends. They can be a loner because they were an only child. Uh, somebody with six siblings might need to be around people all the time because of the noise and the, the, the you know, chaos of it all. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I try not to, I laugh with my kids. I try not to laugh at my kids in front of them. <laughs> Not in front of them. I try not to. We have a great time because I talk shit with my kids with the best of them, but still, it makes me wonder, you know. Um, you got some kids, and in, in, even on my basketball team. So 
we got two teams now that are working together. We got our 13U, which is 12 years, 12 year olds. And then we have our 14U who are 13 year olds. And um, it's interesting to see the kids outside of practice and then in practice because outside of practice, like, and, and I don't know, how old is Alex now? Alex is 13. So he might be seeing this too, or you might be seeing this with Alex, just the different settings that he's in and the different roles he takes depending on the different settings. When Devin's here, he's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, in his room. You know, if his brother comes in, he's looking for his brother for guidance and for leadership and all that kind of stuff. If his siblings want to do something, he'll usually follow what they want to do, whatever it may be. When Devin's at school, he uh, hangs out with anybody. Like, uh, doesn't matter. Like, he's a really just friendly, open kid, but he doesn't lead mm-hmm. anybody. Like, he just he'll he's a social. He can he can fit in in any group without any issues. When he's at basketball practice, he's looked at in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. From these other kids and I sometimes I just stop and really think about that like for a kid who's 13 years old to be told you have to be a leader if you're not already a leader how do you become a leader just in this one setting like at home he's a follower not a follower but you know if his older siblings want to do something he'll usually he's just starting to get his own autonomy at home to where he's like, I don't want to do that. And I'll do my own thing at school. He flits around with whomever he wants to, but he's not leading any of these groups. He's not like, you know, it's Devin and and the temptations or anything like that. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Devin. That's pretty much what they would say if he was like, yeah, let's do something else. But then at, at, at practice and with our teams, he's that guy. I just thought about that, like how hard it must be to develop something that you've never had to develop on demand, like on the fly. Like if you, you personally Mm -hmm. at home, you speak English, you speak English with your husband, you speak English with your kids, you speak English your whole life. And then you go and you talk with Kimmy and Kenny, Kimmy, Kimmy, yeah. Kimmy. And it you have to transition over into speaking this language. And it has to just, your mind has to be pushing back against you sometimes. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or just all kinds of different things. It's just trying to, you know, grab at the words and, and try to not overthink anything or, or what, you know, it's just, or it's just like, damn, I don't know what this is shit you know just yeah i don't have anything else past that i just think that it's really interesting to i never really thought about it like that like i am asking my kid and my kids to do things that they don't have to do in any other setting and i'm expecting them to be able to do it immediately like we have kids who everywhere else that they play when they play with their friends they probably play in the post when they play at school they probably you know just 
run up and down the court, but they dribble poorly and play in the post. And then they come to us and we're like, yo, we're going to need you to play point guard. Well, I've never done that before. Well, too bad. You got to learn on the fly now. So come up here and pay attention to what these two are doing and kind of soak it all up. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, it ha- I mean, I think it happens to lots of different people. I think the key is about the expectation. You know, it's like you expecting these kids to kind of do whatever they whatever you want them to do. You put them in a particular position. The right coach understands that okay, they have to be taught this. They're going to have to figure this out and they're patient enough to let them figure it out. I think the bad coach is the coach who just who thinks that because they said something, it has to be so, and that's it. And then they get mad, or the parent, or whatever. You know, it's like you 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 tell your kid, okay, go do X Y Z. They've never done X Y Z before. The good parent shows them how to do X Y Z. Maybe is willing to show them how to do X Y Z more than once. The bad parent tells them to go do X Y Z they do you know the kid does it wrong and then they get mad at them mm-hmm. well why can't I, i've never actually been in this situation before well you should still be able to well i, I can't can't is not a year vocabulary i'm building a new <laughs> one I'm, I'm my vocabulary has can't in it and i can't do that that right there that you're asking for is crazy I just, it, it amuses me. It doesn't amuse me. It frustrates me. I just say, when listeners, hi, thanks for coming back. We appreciate you. I'm sure you've been there for hindsight and, and unburdened and and uh, return to Oswald and all that. But this is, this is the real shit right here. This is our red table talk. Um, when I see parents telling their kids to do something that the parents can't do and can't even come close to doing. And it's no secret that they never would be able to do it. And then the parent gets mad that the kid can't do it that one time on demand. That frustrates the fuck out of me. When a parent is like, hey, uh, why didn't you hit that three-pointer in that kid's face? Mm The parents never played ball at all. Hey, um, why aren't you, you should be playing, when you play your saxophone, you should play with more, I don't know, insert Italian phrase that doesn't mean what they think it means, but they heard it once on a podcast. (laughs) And so they've been waiting (laughs) to say it ever since their kids said that they were going to join a band. It just, it just, it, it amuses, but it doesn't. It frustrates me. And I really want to tell parents like, yo, you can't do it. Like, if you can't do it, how are you going to tell your kid how to do it? How are you telling your mm-hmm. kid to be better at something you can't even do? Like, yeah, you might be spending your money on it. That's that's cool. That's true. That's right. But would you want your boss? To, how do you feel when your boss comes into your office and yells at you about something? Because they, they, they pay your bills. They pay your salary. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm his parent and I have a right to tell him when he's doing something wrong. Do you? 
Do you though? I mean, if you think you do, that's cool. I'm just asking, do you really have that right to tell your kid that they should have been able to uh, come in first in this cross country event because you just bought them new shoes? I wasted my money on these shoes and you couldn't even come in first place. Like, why are we, you see videos, Mm -hmm. like comedy videos, of course, of sports parents talking to their kids after games or after events or something like that. Don't even look at me. That kid, that kid was weak and you couldn't take him and you couldn't do this and you missed that catch and you did all that. What, 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 what do you do when somebody comes up to you and they're just like, don't even look at me. You couldn't type it 120 words per minute and you didn't, I don't fucking know, turn the channel to (laughs) this uh, conversation quickly enough so we missed part of the feed and your call handle time is too high. Like, but no, they don't think about that kind of stuff when they're talking to kids. And it's just, it, it, my mindset is if you don't want to be taught like that, don't talk to kids like that. Mm-hmm. And parents don't want to hear that. I have a right to talk to my kid however I want to. And blase, blase, blah. Yeah, I mean, people think they own, you know, people think that they own kids and they come from parents who felt like they own them and mistreat, you know, and, and talked crazy to them and everything. And what I, what I try to think about is just like what I, you know, and I fail, I fail all the time, but mm-hmm. it's just, but I still try to think like, just look like, would I be okay with my husband speaking to me this way? Would we be together if I consistently spoke in this way? to him or if he spoke that way to me and the answer is no it's just and that's the and that's the, the thing that i think adults need to think about it's just like if, if an another if another adult spoke to you like your spouse spoke to you in that way you know the way you think it's okay to speak to children like berating them and yelling at them and being impatient with them like would y'all be together probably not I get mad when I hear people talking to their own kids like that. I I don't know. I think that as I get older, it's just like, I know what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to do that to anybody and especially not my kids, but really just anybody. I, I strive to not be that person, but I know what I didn't like. And so it's like, if I know I didn't like being called stupid or being called out of my name or being made fun of, why do I even in passing want to do that to anybody else? But then you see other people doing it to their kids and you, even though it's not your kid, you still feel that same, like (laughs) walking down, walking through uh, the store and you hear somebody screaming at their kid or, or, or telling their kid, I'm gonna beat your ass when we get home. You know, when I was younger, I wouldn't even have thought a second thing about it. But as as I get older, I realized I didn't like that when I was a kid. I didn't like that feeling. So why do I want to put that feeling on somebody else? I turned out fine, didn't I? You're yelling at your kid in the middle of the store about how you're going to whoop the ass. You look kind of tired. I don't know how fine <laughs> you turned out. 
but um don't end up on the red table talk talk, (laughs) talking about you know how you change and you're a better person now oh no i still think that uh just in case y'all 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 need a recap i still think that uh kids don't get enough respect uh from the average adult uh, so they don't know how to have respect for others or themselves as they get older um I feel like there should still be a maximum age for anybody in a government office. Um, I still feel like I need my first stimulus check before y'all niggas can get your second. I'm not even joking with that one. Like, just give me both of mine at the same time when y'all get your second. I haven't even got my first one yet. I'm still like, what the fuck? Like, how they pick and choose who gets a stimulus check? Because I sure as fuck did not get a stimulus check. And I deserve one. I'm a good, good man. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, let me see what else. Korean. So, I saw a song, a K-pop song, and I think mm-hmm. it might have been your fault, but I liked it <laughs> so much that I uh added it to a playlist and um let me see if i can find it okay i just i really it was just like oh okay this is a bop and i think it was you i'm pretty sure it probably was it probably was but if it wasn't i'm about to shock you by the music that i listened to because i was just like yo this is dope um let me see. Or maybe it was I was watching something on TV and it just popped up because I always have my Shazam on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then I could pick up music while I'm listening to um, while I watch TV. Where the fuck did it go? Huh. Now I got to find it again. It's been so long since we've done an episode, ladies and gentlemen. That's nothing on Shante or me. It's just been a while. You know, since we've done something like this together. There it is, I think. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I this is you? Yeah, it was me. It's Blue okay. Hour. Okay, yeah. Blue Hour. Yeah, yeah. that's a biggity yeah. bop. Yeah. It's, man, yes. Yes. By tomorrow, by together. Tomorrow, by together. Yes. That is hot. It's, it's hot. That song is on. a biggity boppity boo. Yeah, and they're they're on the same uh, in the same entertainment group as BTS, so they're like the the junior group, I guess, the junior boy group. Okay. For as far as BTS, like you know, BTS I think is like the the more senior group, and and they're the 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 younger group. Yeah. Okay. They're great. They're they're really this is hot. It's, yeah, it's, I was like, okay, is this how it starts? Like I hear one song, <laughs> and. I don't like it that much, but then halfway through, I'm singing Pocket Full of Sunshine in the Shower, <laughs> and then I'm doing yeah. all, I'm painting my dog's toenails, and then the card ends, like, but yeah, it's on my cooking playlist, so while I'm cooking, I'm just grooving, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, but yeah, it's a good one, yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't sure, I was like, I don't, I was like, let me check with Shante to see exactly how the fuck I found this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, because you know, because I remember posting it. I was just like, you know, because especially lately, 
I've basically just been like on Facebook. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to post some shit and I don't care what it is. And my shit's on public. I'm not necessarily posting like public stuff for me, like posting shit like all the time about me. So it's just like, fine. I'll post these TikToks. I'll post this video that I'm watching. You know, maybe somebody will fuck with it. Maybe they won't. Who cares? Nobody's really always seeing my feed anyway. I'm going to just post some shit, you know? So yeah. I, I, I fuck with those TikToks, by the way. Those are fire. Like I, I went to the TikToks that you that you posted and followed uh-huh. them. And then I never went back on the TikTok. So I was just like, <laughs> why? Shantae posts all the good ones here on Facebook. <laughs> so I could just sit here and see the videos you post up. And I'm like, that's right. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's fire. So you and the homie Jessica uh, uh-huh. are the two who post the most TikToks. Uh, that I follow. So I follow your followings. I'm a follower of your ideals. That's what's up. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, man. TikTok. TikTok. Man. TikTok is great. I love TikTok. I love TikTok so much. There's so many smart people and interesting people on there who just know things that I did not know that forces you to go get on Wikipedia or go look something up or Google something or, or whatever. It's just, it's dope. Like TikTok is just making you think about this. Like, oh man, I never right? thought about it like that. Like shit. Like that's, whoa. you know, and it's dope. And then it's, just, you know, and then there's just the other people who are just funny, you know, who are just, who take that 60 seconds and turn it into something amazing like you know the whole thing like there's a video i don't know the dude's name or the person's name but you know like the whole thing uh i think some political person in israel was like yo there's a galactic federation like we've been talking to aliens but they're not ready to you know reveal themselves but they've been talking to us and so this dude made a whole like galactic federation interview we're like the alien, you know, he's pretending to be the alien asking about all the things that we have and we don't have shit. You know, we ain't got flying cars. We ain't got you know, speed one. rails. Yeah, we ain't got all this stuff. And it's just like, oh, you know, and, and then like asking for hand sanitizer because we dirty and all the stuff. <laughs> it was hilarious. That, that video was great. And it's funny, but it also hits like, you know what? Facts. Tons of yeah. facts right there. <sighs> Yeah, I saw that one this morning. I think you posted it. I shared it immediately. Like I said, <laughs> I'm a follower of your followers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm done. I, I think that, you know, as we get older and the show gets older, pursuing this into the we have to hit two hours shit, it don't always have to happen. So any... you gotta say Shantae anything else I'm really glad that Joe Biden won but I'm also sad that it had to be this way I think is what it is I think it's I'm I'm happy that he won because I didn't want another four years of Trump but I'm sad that people can say and that he's saying that oh well uh defund the police is why we lost, is why we lost these different seats in different places and everything. And you gotta wait. Cause this is, cause I think that's always been the, 
the criticism of the Democratic Party is how they'll fuck with you up until a certain point. And then once you're saying like, hey, you said you fucked with us, what about this? And they're like, hey, you're gonna have to wait. It's not time yet. So that that sucks. It's it just what it is. It, it's it, I saw a thing yesterday where they were talking about how they are going to how was it Texas or was it Georgia? One of those fucking southern states was planning on uh, was backing the lawsuit made by a crazed man to overturn the electoral college wins by Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my state, it's like 17 of them or something. And I'm pretty sure Oklahoma is counted among them as being part of this, uh, as part of this lawsuit to try to overturn the election, which is just like, ugh, it's so goofy. Like the only thing, it's like, it feels like the only thing you can hope for is that they're so dumb with what they're trying to do that it won't hold water. You know, like they're not smart enough to make this work that basically a judge would just be, would just throw the shit out. Cause it's like, I posted like, I don't know, it was a video and it's Rudy Giuliani and he's talking about how there's fraud in the elections and so the dude is talking, you know, the person is talking back to him. And specifically the whole thing with, I guess, fraud allegations is that you have to actually, like, it has to be specific. You can't just say, oh, it was some fraud. You have to actually be able to say who did it, what they did, where they did it, when they did it. And they don't have that. And so basically, you know, you, you hear Giuliani say like, oh, there's fraud. The dudes say, well, do you have like actual, like for real, for real stuff? And then you hear Giuliani backing off on the shit because he probably knows that you have to actually have like real concrete evidence for this shit to, for this shit to work. I think so, they just want yeah. war. Yeah, or, you know, they just, yeah, a war to be obstructionist and, it, and it's all, it's all fucked up. Like there was another video, I'm not sure where it was, but a lady's on a Zoom chat with you know i'm sure at her job and she had to jump off the zoom chat because fucking anti-mask whatever protesters were banging on her door where her 12 year old son was at home by himself like she just had to leave she was just like my 12 year old son is home by himself i have to go oh damn Whew. sorry i just got chills that shit is scary yeah yeah, and that's what I think. That's what you know. I don't post it. I, I think about posting it sometimes on Facebook, but it's just like it's never going to be okay that people voted for Trump again. I mean, it's not okay that they voted for him the first time, but it's never going to be okay that they did it again, given what's happened since he's been basically since he lost the election, since before he lost the election. It's never going to be okay because all these people are taking it upon themselves to do all these fucked up things. Just because you don't, oh, it's just, it's silly. And like you said, infuriating.
Yeah, and it's infu- and it's infuriating that there's people who want, who yeah, are insisting, who who are insisting that people who maybe voted for Joe Biden or at least didn't fuck with Trump should somehow be friends with and forgive and all this stuff. The people who did fuck with Trump. Yeah, I just I I am such a huge fan of bullies saying that the people they bullied should be nice to them because either a they're facing loss or b they're now no longer in a place of power and we talked about this throughout the the entire uh term of 45 uh Mm -hmm. was how people who have always been always had the the propensity to be a bully Mm -hmm. now had carte blanche to be a bully mm-hmm. um, and were being a bully because the president that they elected was a bully and so they were in his shadow pointing looking like um biff's friends in back to the future you're yeah. not y'all wouldn't be good bullies on your own but because this guy's the biggest bully and y'all are able to hide under his cloak you can be bullied as well it's just interesting to see what they said as soon as they thought that cloak was about to get pulled back about how we have to support one another and, mm-hmm. and, and how mm-hmm. we shouldn't be mean to one another. And, and, and one person was talking about how, no, they didn't say any of this stuff. We, um, the, the Democrats said all this stuff and, and, and uh, just a whole list, just ran down a list of stuff the Democrats did to, uh, cause this first like uh, you started it type post that was on Twitter I think um, but it, it it and again people just so you know amuse and infuriate synonyms for me so when I say it never fails to amuse me you know what I mean uh, when I see bullies acting like they didn't bully people but then asking the people that they bullied not to get some sort of uh, come back on them. Whether you're a kid or an adult, if you bully somebody and, and the person who you bully gets an opportunity to hit you back, I'm going to tell them to swing for the fences. Um, and it, it's not nice. It's not. I don't give a fuck about being nice. I've been bullied. You know, like, why do you want me to be the gracious one? I'm the victim. I went through this for too long to forgive you when I finally get a chance to take my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot to quote Hamilton. I'm gonna take this shit. No matter what you say, no matter how you kowtow, no matter how you try and turn the tables on us and talk about, oh no, not all Trump supporters believed in what Trump was. We just voted along party lines. Nah, nah, because about Halfway through that first month, some of y'all who just voted down party lines were talking about build the wall. The other half were harassing uh, uh, um, Muslims. So, yeah, no. Fuck those guys. Fuck them forever. And I am pretty sure that I have found a few people on my Facebook page who are uh, Trump supporters. Um, Mm -hmm mostly because of the way that they're complaining about the governor mm-hmm. you know so you you get those people who don't believe in wearing masks 
but then they want to be the first one to say that the governor uh, issuing a shelter in place order is infringing on their rights. Those are the folks that I suspect are Trump supporters. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Like, prove me wrong, honestly. And I'll apologize. But until then, anybody who's like, no, this governor is just doing this to oppress us and they just want to see the economy fail. Who the fuck wants to see their, how the fuck do you think somebody's legacy in their state, their one time as a governor, they don't get to be governor 29 times like fucking Mitch McConnell. Why do you think that they would want their legacy to be, I'm the reason why the economy in our state fucking shattered. Vote for me. (laughs) But shit just gets on my nerves. People get on my nerves. One thing that's been great about COVID is not having to go outside and deal with people. I can literally work from home. And that's great for me because I don't like my coworkers that much. They get on my nerves sometimes and just having a break from them, maybe I'll appreciate them more when I get back into the office. But this is, I sit alone, I sit away alone anyway. So having my boss tell me I have to do it, everybody else like, oh no. And I was like, finally. Shit, how long is this gonna last? I'm no, I mean like after the vaccine, can I still work from home? Like it's been proven mm-hmm. that this can be done. Can I still mm-hmm. do this and not have to fuck with y'all in the office? We have Zoom now. Like, can I just do this? Can I live here now? Devin doesn't want to go back to school. Alex doesn't either. <laughs> Alex doesn't either. He said, I mean, and I think about it sometimes too, as far as with him and you know, he's, he deals with having um, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so he gets overwhelmed with noises and there's kids who are loud. And, you know, sometimes he's afraid to interrupt people, you know, for asking questions and, and everything, you know, because he feels like he's inconveniencing them and stuff, you know, or just, you know, teachers helping other kids and you just don't want to be another kid that the teacher has to help and everything. And But, you know, he said, he told me he was just like, he likes it better learning here at home. You just and I get it. I get it. You don't have to deal with anything. You know, I mean, like you just sit there, you do your work. You know, you might have to deal with me. You know, telling you how come you're not doing your work or something. But I figure that's a lot different than having to listen to, you know, 10, 15 kids in a 25, you know, person classroom. You know, losing their shit because they're kids. You know, Mm because nobody's expecting them to be quiet. But I think it is. I think it can be overwhelming. To be in there if you're not the kind of person who can block out what's going on around you and just stay focused you know that's not for everybody and so yeah i don't i don't i definitely don't blame my son for not wanting to go back it's just it's unnecessary yep like it's just it's unnecessary like you could just we can just learn all this shit online get some you know type some shit click some shit and i'm out that's awesome. You ain't got to get up and get dressed and oh, just yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I thought about school, you know, the possibility like if, if if online school had been a thing when I was in school, I would have blew through all that shit. I would have oh, been yeah. like, yes, blam, 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 and have nothing to do. You know? <laughs> Over. 
Oh, yes. Devin knocks out his work in like 20 minutes, maybe, and then turns around and turns on his video game for recess, and he'll play video games at lunch. He'll play video games in between classes. Water's supposed to be transitioning from one class to another. He transitions to his video games and gets in a uh, quick game of um, Fortnite. Yeah. And I mean, he, they don't go outside to play anyway. So all his friends are online. It's not like he's missing anybody or missing out on anything. So. Right, and that's the and that's the thing. It's it's for a lot of kids. They're not like this whole like oh well the social implications of not being in school whatever it's just like for some kids yes for some kids yes like war with Alex he got to he hadn't you know he doesn't have a phone so he didn't have necessarily access to his classmates he doesn't have the same kind of access that other kids do and he wasn't playing online before all this stuff started so he is possibly missing his friends that he doesn't have access to at this point. You know, but I'm sure there's other kids who are just like, you know, like with Devin, Devin, you know, he, you know, if he wanted to go play with somebody, maybe he could, he can talk to his friends online, he can play games with people. They're not starved. You know, not necessarily people act like these kids who aren't in school are, are starved for social interaction. Now, are some of these kids missing out on work and stuff? Yes. But the problem isn't necessarily that they're missing out on work. The problem is that we've allowed this system to deteriorate to the point that now something bad has happened and it's going to break. And that's what needs to be the focus is on, we need to fix this. This isn't okay. It, you know, this situation where a kid spends, you know, a few months out of school shouldn't feel like the worst thing possible but it does because you already wasn't giving them enough anyway so basically what we're saying is just shut the outside down <laughs> pickups work deliveries work for food like yo like it could, it could work man a couple of months you know give these people who Oh man, give these people who unfortunately are already sick time to to heal, but also time to not give it to somebody else. And then see what happens and see if we can get some of these people out of these hospitals. And and, because that's the other thing. It's just like people who have COVID are not going to be the only people in these hospitals. You know, everybody is still driving around and going places. Somebody could have a car accident. And if there's nobody there, you need an ICU bed. You don't get the care. Just there's all kinds of things that's just day to day shit that happens. That that was, but I, I I think I don't know if that type of situation was emphasized enough with what was going on. I don't mm-hmm. think people emphasize. I think people focused on the fact that we have beds as if the only people that were going to be in the hospital right now would be people who have COVID and not thinking that the problem is this unexpected situation is going to exacerbate the normal situation we already have on a day-to-day basis. And that's why you should stay home. That's why you shouldn't be having these gatherings anymore. That's why you shouldn't be traveling. 
that's why you should keep your children home. You know, not enough information was put. I don't think not. I don't think enough information was put out in a way to make people really understand what the fuck was going on, and not enough pushback against the motherfuckers who were just loud and wrong. If we push back, then they might push back on us. We don't like to be pushed back upon when we push back. I think people are scared of confrontation, even when they're in the right. I know I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to front. I'm not a huge fan of confrontation. I mean, I'd rather make a joke, but sometimes you just got to stand up and say, "Yo." I counted to 10, motherfucker, and you're still drinking from the water fountain. Say something for the whales, goddammit. Get off that water fountain. Sometimes. You gotta be that voice. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Any shout out, Shanta? Uh, shout out to everybody who decided to listen to the show again. We appreciate you. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. I was a pastor. Um. Yeah, nah. Seriously, thanks for coming back. We greatly do appreciate it, Shante. You've been deeply missed. Like, like totes my goats. I'm so glad that uh, you and Kimmy are able to continue your path of. Uh, Korean excellence. What about calligraphy? Uh, that's fallen off. Although I was thinking about getting back on. I bought some new pens and another notebook and, and might just practice on my own. Okay. That's cool. I mean, it's it's sometimes it is, it is I figure calligraphy is one of those things that you'll never forget how to do. Right? Like riding a bike. Yeah, like I know how to do it. It's just, it's still a matter of trying to get your hand to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Like I know what to do. It, it doesn't always get executed well. Okay. Well, one day, y'all, Calligraphal Hate would be writing in Korean. <laughs> just white. <laughs> so then you're really going to be fucked up by what it says. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean it's beautiful oh i'm gonna get this tattooed on my neck (laughs) but yeah to all our listeners thank y'all so much be sure to check us out um wherever you're listening to us at uh hit the follow or subscribe button leave review things of that nature it's important in some places i guess it should be important to us too because we are doing this shit so uh but yeah it's been a while i still remember how to close out though um thank y'all for checking us out y'all be good peace this is single simulcast